0: There are some specific areas in which a crisis begins to affect your sense of well-being, and I'm going to list a few of them here because I want you to think about them because then that will give you something specific you know, to work on. Welcome to a special edition of the Jesus Calling Podcast to help you find peace in uncertain times. Our guest is psychologist Dr. Henry Cloud, who talks about five ways to maintain your well-being during a crisis. Hi, I'm Dr. Henry Cloud, and it's good to be with you. I'm a clinical psychologist, and I'm also a person of faith. And in my work for a lot of years, um, I integrate those two a lot, you know, what it means to be a psychologist and work with the clinical areas of life, like, you know, anxiety and fear and depression and addictions and stress and all of that, as well as the way all of that affects our other aspects of life, you know, our relationships. And also, our performance, you know, reaching dreams and goals, and specifically how a walk of faith and a walk with Jesus does affect those areas of life. And so, right now in that walk, you know, we have found ourselves in a very, very different situation. And the first thing that I would tell you as a psychologist is that it's very important for you to name that reality. In other words, to stop and say, wow, life has really changed. This is different. This is a big deal. Now that might sound small and it might sound silly, but here's what happens. There's a neurological, psychological, brain, emotional, every other kind of aspect of you reason for that is that we go through things and and see we have maps that organize life and we have a map of how life's supposed to be and you've been running on that map for a while. Well, then life changes. The map registers it as an error, like something's wrong. And your whole system begins to get activated and it responds out of fear and anxiety and panic and stress and irrational thinking and catastrophe thinking and a bunch of stuff. Because you know something's wrong, there's nothing we can do about it and it's not changing and I can't fix it. And so this system gets really activated. And here's what's important. Here's what we know about the first step in emotional regulation and the first step in calming down. And the first step in actually being able to find answers and solutions is we need the higher parts of our brains to be working, not the, you know, the fight or flight parts of our brain. And one of the big steps in making that happen is to just name it, give a name to it. There are some key areas of your life that this crisis has affected, it's sort of like when an earthquake happens. I, <laughs> I live in California, you know, we may <laughs> see one while we're talking here. But when an earthquake happens, what happens is things get shaken, right? And and a building, if it's constructed, you know, in a certain way, it gets shaken up and it feels the stress of it all, but it doesn't crack and it doesn't go down. Other times, it's so overwhelming that it does crack and it does begin to, to you know, the ceilings fall in and stuff like that. And all of us feel somewhere on that continuum right now. But what I wanted to explain in this, though, is that There's some specific ways that we can hit reset on that. The foundation of a house, like you pour a slab. Well, the foundation of a human being is our sense of connectedness. How connected we feel to God and to other people. Now, what does a crisis do? It blows up all your connections, right? You don't see the people that you normally see. And so what's happened is the network of our connectedness has really gotten severed. So what we gotta do is we gotta rehook up the wires in what used to be the travel patterns of how we spend our days and our time. One of the things that we're doing every night around here is um, I've got two daughters and one's home from college and the other is a senior in high school. And after dinner, every night we have game night and it is just a riot and we're like, you know, screaming and yelling and, and having fun. But you've gotta have some fun during this time. And so that's an important part of this as well. And, you know, you've gotta have some hangout times, you know, with FaceTime or Zoom or something like that. And so I want you to think about getting those connections rewired and making sure you have a list of the people you're gonna reach out with and connect with, you know, regularly, almost like a a dosage of a medicine, because it is medicine this crisis really disrupts all of our routines. So you build a house with the, you know, there's a foundation, there's a frame to it. You put the frame up. Well, our schedules, our routines, our regular practices, those frame our house. And it gives us a sense of order of the way life is supposed to go. You get up in the morning, come downstairs, I get my coffee, I get in the car, I go to work. See, they're the same people. You know, there's five days in the week, and then the weekends are different, and they go shopping or play golf or tennis or whatever you do. And then Sunday, you go to church, and there's a sense of order. Well, all of that's been blown up, and we need those structures. So, right now, since all of your routines have kind of gotten wiped out, I want you to create some. And create a schedule. Get up at a regular time. Do your workout at a regular time. You know, schedule some time in. This is a, this piece of work and that piece of work and this hangout time and just as much as you need. I want you to begin to order your day so it's not a bunch of free flowing stuff that, because that really, really gets to you. And another way that we hit reset on this is it, along with the structure thing, what the crisis has done is it's blown up your sense of having any control. You know, we used to have control of a lot of things in our lives. What am I going to do today? For one, well, I'm going to drive across town and meet with a friend of mine or or go on a sales call or or I'm going to go to church or I'm going to go to my small group or my Bible study. I'm going to go to a restaurant and eat out here. We had a lot of choices and choices are important for humans. We thrive and feel better when we have those. And when we don't have control, then we start to feel powerless. And so when that sets in, then depression can set in, anxiety can set in, fear can set in, literal negative thinking begins to set in. So right now, what I want you to do is I would make a couple lists. i make a column of all the things you can't control, you know, the pandemic around the world and, you know, the amount of supplies there are and the economy and what's going to happen to the industry I'm in, all that stuff and put it in a big list. And put it in a column called, I can't control these things. And then I want you to think about those, unless it's too overwhelming, don't do this. But I want you to think about them, you know, kind of worry about them a little bit, because your head needs to kind of get this through your head. But put a time limit on it. Worry about it for about five or 10 minutes. And then turn to God and say, God, I can't do anything about these things. I have no control of this. Only you do and I put it into your hands and we pray about them and then we surrender those. But then we move over to a second column and the second column are the things I do have control over. I do have control in a lot of ways of whether or not I'm going to get this illness, right? If I practice the social distancing, if I'm making sure that I'm washing my hands and not touching things anywhere out there, that, you know, could be infected. So if we wash our hands and we don't touch our face, that reduces, you know, a lot of danger. And also also the distancing and isolation and stuff. You have control of that. Okay, but you also have control of a lot of other things. If you've never been a to-do list maker, think about the three or four things that are most important each day. Every day, make a daily list of, this is what I do have control of, that'll move the needle and move the ball forward and help go organize that room you said you've been gonna do for a year and a half or go write the first chapter of that book you've been saying you were gonna write, or, you know, there's a lot of things. You could work out, right? You could take an online class. You could read up on an area where you've been wanting to grow. You could increase some skills. There are a lot of things you can do that you have control of, that you can feel empowered by if we start to do those. So just pick three or four of them every day and say, I'm gonna go spend 15 minutes on this. Just a little bit, because it's gonna give you a sense of that you're moving the ball forward. Another thing you have control of is you have control of a lot of what's going into your head. You know, a lot of people, you've heard of post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. Well, a lot of people have present traumatic, perpetual traumatic stress disorder. Because they're watching the news all day long and, and they're watching the feeds and they're doing all this. So just take a couple of little snippets in the day, in the morning and evening, maybe where you get your information, because that's important. You need the information. If something new is happening, if there's a new, you know, new set of rules or guidelines or regulations or medicines or something. We need that. Information is power and you need that. What we don't need is a bombardment of every single pundit out there.